Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is Devin Kadayama with The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, now's a perfect time to make that commitment. If you're down, I'm down. You'll get the show three times a week, and you'll feel more connected to the Bay Area than before. I promise. It really sucks, and it's sad watching the North Bay burn. And not just because that's where I was raised, but because I know there are people who are going to need more help than others. And many people won't ever get it. And so when I hear wine country being talked about without talking about the people who keep it alive, I know something's missing. That's like the whole contradiction about immigration in this country, right? Like our agricultural industry totally depends on these workers, but they're not treated the same. Many of the Latino and immigrant hospitality and farm workers in Sonoma and Napa counties already risked their health by working during the pandemic. And some have worked in the smoke during the fires. But now, lots of those workers have evacuated too. And many of them won't have the support they'll need to survive in the region once the fires are over. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. I feel like sometimes a lot of the focus of the media goes on the wine industry, but often the focus is not on the actual people who are like making it happen every day in the fields. And so I just wanted to bring that side of the story out a little bit more and get voices of those people directly onto our air. Farida Javala Romero covers immigration for KQED. 
So I went to the shelter at Napa Valley College where I'd heard there'd be maybe some farm workers, but also other Latino workers in the area who need help because they were evacuated from Calistoga, which is an area that has a lot of Latino residents. And so that's where I met Carlos Arnulfo Vergara Navarro, who is a longtime agricultural worker in the region. At that point, how many days had Carlos been in Napa? So he had to evacuate from this uh, farm worker housing in Calistoga that I've heard is an effort to provide affordable housing to workers that make really little money. They're low-wage workers, farm workers. Uh, and so he said they had to be evacuated like everyone else in the city last Monday, like early morning. And so I guess a lot of people came to shelters first, and that's where county workers connected them with hotel rooms because of the pandemic. And they can't, you know, have a lot of people congregated in a big shelter anymore. And so he'd been there for a couple of days now. Ahorita vine a ver si aquí me van a dar alojamiento mientras porque ya tengo que entregar mañana el hotel donde estoy. Y es a lo que vengo y agarrar mi lonche también. Did Carlos say how big of a deal it was that people were being evacuated from the Calistoga area and and having to leave the work that they were doing at the time? Carlos just felt like work was completely over for him and many of the other farm workers he knows and um, winery workers. Um, and, And this is like the season in the year where these folks have the chance to make the most money. You know, this income in uh, September and October is going to carry them through the winter uh, until work again picks up in the fields. He said he had some savings, you know, but he was really worried for a lot of people that that don't. And, you know, you got to remember, like, farm workers nationwide, like, three out of four make less than $30,000 a year. And that's according to the U.S. Department of Labor. The wine economies of Napa and Sonoma rely on all kinds of workers, not just people out in the fields. They're people who work in the tourism and hospitality industries, people who work at restaurants, and many of those workers are Latinx and immigrants. Right now, those workers who've already lost so much money in wages have evacuated. And the process is a lot harder if you don't have a lot of income. Not having enough money, it might make it more difficult to have enough gas to get out of the area, uh, to evacuate, uh, that they might not have any money to pay for a hotel room if they don't have any other place to stay. And so those are the folks that tend to go to, uh, to shelters, you know, to like look for, for help. And then they may not have the same access to uh, medical care. They may not be, uh, you know, trusting of government institutions, you know, that can help them, government agencies. We haven't talked about this, but a lot of farm workers in the region 
you know, speak indigenous languages like Triqui, Mixteco, Chatin from, from Mexico, uh, from Central America, other languages from Central America. And that's even an ad added layer or what can become a barrier to uh, accessing uh, help when, when they need it. So, so I know a lot of people were evacuated from the Calistoga area and they ended up staying in shelters and in hotels in Napa, which is where you were this week. What kind of help are people who are evacuated getting, you know, in these shelters or in Napa? A big effort going on now is uh, with family uh, centers, like the Up Valley Family Center in uh, in Napa, and so they were providing gift cards to to people who needed them, and uh, that's where I spoke with Susana Garcia. Um, today we're here at Cope. Um, we're distributing um, aid to our clients that um, that are evacuated due to the glass fires. And she, you know, showed me they had like gift cards for groceries and gas and like, you know, Target and other things that people might need. And they said they had provided $100,000 in gift cards just in uh, from Monday to Friday last week. We have a lot of people that are were able to return back or starting to return back home to Calistoga. Um, we're going to try to help with um, immediate needs, which is food right now. Um, so that's a big one right now, food for a lot of them that are able to return home. She said that this this time round, because so many people were evacuated and the glass fire was so close to so many very heavily populated areas, it just felt like the fire was a lot closer, you know, to like really, you know, burning down like cities. Um, and so uh, she said a lot of the people she's helped this time with the gift cards, you know, and uh, that they're the same folks that she's helped in the past. It's hard because we don't know how long, you know, they're going to be evacuated for some of those clients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's also clients. I think for her, it's also the knowledge, you know, the practical knowledge that it's going to take a very long time to like stabilize families that have been affected by this. She was the one who was like very clear that people are going to need like financial aid to pay the rent. And um, there's also going to be a lot of food insecurity and the county and everyone else needs to focus on, on that. One thing that we haven't talked a lot about yet is the fact that a lot of these workers are undocumented immigrants. In fact, I think it's more than half of the farm workers in the state. So does that affect whether or not they're getting emergency help when they're evacuating? For the hotel help, for example, like the place to, to stay, the county said they're not asking about immigration status. I think it's for the more sustained type of aid, like unemployment benefits. That's where you don't qualify if you're on, you're not eligible for that if you're undocumented, or for like the coronavirus aid, um, and and other types of government benefits. But for the emergency response, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to make sure that. Uh, Immigrants know that if they're undocumented, they can still come to the shelters, you know, and get, like, emergency aid. I think where people are left out more when they're undocumented is from the long-term sort of, like, safety, safety mm -hmm. net. Like the unemployment benefits. Exactly.
you mentioned on the phone yesterday how these fires are are now like this inflection point for a lot of farm workers. Can you explain what you meant by that? There's a lot of fear that people won't be able to stay in the county to to live there, like low-income people, uh, especially as there's even less housing now because the fire, you know, burned so many homes. And so what I've heard is, has happened uh, with past fires, like the 2017 Tubbs fire, is workers had to go to live uh, farther away and they're still commuting to work. And there's the concern that that's, that's going to happen again. Um, and then in terms of like for, for farm workers, like employment, I mean, like, like Carlos said, I mean, for him, it's like over, you know, this year. It feels like these fires, you know, in October coming in the middle of harvesting season and, uh, you know, a time that's so important for, for people to make money to survive the rest of the year. I guess I'm surprised I don't hear more about supporting the people who are basically holding up this very wealthy and well-known industry, the wine industry. Like, I guess I'm, I'm just surprised that they have so little access to to benefits when they're so important to the economy in Sonoma and Napa. Devin, that's like the whole contradiction about immigration in this country, right? Our agricultural industry totally depends on these workers. And I mean, that's just like the reality, you know, and but they're not treated the same as as other workers that are equally important because of their immigration status. The North Bay and especially Sonoma and Napa counties is often referred to as wine country, especially in national headlines. But what is wine country if these low-wage farm workers, many of them who are immigrants, continue to either work in unsafe environments or or really just are in low-paying and precarious work all the time? The work that people in the fields do, it's just really hard, you know, physically. I've seen people you know, have to hunch for hours to pick strawberries, for example. You're under the sun uh, for the entire day. It's just back-breaking work. And a lot of people uh, don't want to do that type of work. And these immigrants are willing to do it. They're good at it. Uh, They're a very important reason these industries in the state and the country are in place and, uh, you know, they can thrive. And so these workers are very essential to our economy. Uh, but at the same time, they, because of their immigration status, if they're undocumented, like we know, you know, more than half of farm workers in the state are, they don't get access to the same government help that U.S. citizens uh, get just because of their immigration status. So that's like a contradiction that we have, you know, like what's good for our economy and then how do we treat those people? And those are the questions that we wrestle with all the time as a country.
there are some resources available to undocumented immigrants in the North Bay. Frida lists a number of them in an article that she wrote that we'll link to in our episode notes. Frida Javala Romero reports on immigration for KQED. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and our editor, Alan Montesilio. We're made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Talk to you next time. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.